Praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Curtis Hutchinson, the pastor of Crossway Church. This broadcast is called Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. Every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time, we're here. Presently, we're teaching a series entitled Bible Faith in Light of the Cross. We don't just preach and teach because we were saved by the blood. We look at every jot, every tittle, every line, every precept in the Word of God through the blood. It's tied to the blood. And we look at, at, at every word God has ever spoken. Jesus said that's what we live by. But yet the life is found in the blood. And Jesus himself claimed to be that life, meaning we can't separate the words of God from the living word of God and the blood he shed. If we do, we're headed in the wrong direction and we'll only become professional pretenders and religious. We've got to keep the word of God in the context it was written in, that being righteousness. Hallelujah. We do not preach the cross of Christ and all the full counsel of God. We preach and teach the cross of Jesus Christ as the entire counsel of Almighty God. And I'm glad to be with you on this day, whatever day that might be for you that you found us online. You can find us at thecrosswaychurch.com. That's our website. You can find us on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And you can also find all our audio teachings and messages on the Spreaker app. And our channel is for those who have ears to hear, or you can just type in my name, Curtis Hutchinson. And we'll be glad to uh, uh, just uh, let you know about those avenues that you can find us. The Spreaker app is just exclusively audio. But you can also follow me daily uh, on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page that we broadcast live on just as right now. And uh, also on my Curtis Hutchinson Facebook page. Every morning there is scripture put on those places in light of Jesus and what he did at Calvary. For it is the blood of Jesus that makes the Word of God what it is to us today, allows us to have the Spirit of God and to be led into all truth. It is the precious blood of Jesus, hallelujah, that has allowed us to obtain this like precious faith. And that's what we're talking about. And uh, one more thing before we dig in, a couple more things. Robin and I and the Peace family, uh, Angel Peace and her mom and dad and brother Kevin, and I believe a couple of more are going to be with us there in Sydney, Ohio, June the 5th and the 6th there at Pastor Preston Nasal's Preeminent Word Fellowship local church there in Sydney. Again, that's June the 5th and the 6th. That's a Saturday at 10 a.m., 5 p.m. And then Sunday morning, I believe Pastor Preston and I will have a sit-down discussion concerning something the Lord will lay on our heart. And I just hope that if you're anywhere in that area that you'd come out, that you would really have a desire to hear more of the gospel. A lot of people come out when there's some more uh, popular preacher coming to town, but I tell you, there's nothing more popular than the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. So let's get back to being excited over what heaven's excited over. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Also, at Thursdays and Fridays, the last two or three weeks, again yesterday and today, only Thursday and Friday do we offer a special uh, a gift offer for those that send in $50 or more as a donation to Crossway Church to help us do what God has us doing here and you become a part of it. Uh, one of those things is this coffee mug and it says, We March On. We say that a lot around here, Curtis Hutchinson Ministries. And uh, you can have that if you will donate at thecrosswaychurch.com. And uh, again, for $50 or more uh, as a donation to this ministry, you'll get your coffee mug and a message on CD that I recently ministered called Blameless Before God. And as you put whatever you drink every morning in that coffee mug, you'll think of us and, and, and be reminded to pray for us as we continue to press through each day with the message of the cross. There is much opposition. There is much criticism. There is much 
rejection. But thanks be to God for those who will link arms with the ministers of righteousness and declare the truth of Almighty God in its righteous context, which is Christ and Him crucified. So also you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950 and there will be an option there for the special product offer and we'll get that in the mail to you very, very quickly. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, turn in your Bibles this morning. This again is part five of a series we're doing, Bible Faith in Light of the Cross. And it has been very, very special to me. And it's going to be more special even in the days to come that we minister, <coughs> excuse me, this on this great topic. And we are in Luke 8 today. We've looked at the, the actual wayside ground that Jesus taught in this parable of the sower and the seed about the sower who went around sowing seed in different types of soils there, dirt on the ground. But he's really referring to the hearts of people. And we've looked at the wayside ground, the rocky ground, the thorny ground, and those are types of hearts, the hearts of men and uh, that, 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 that Jesus describes uh, with these different types of soils and what they do with seeds sown in them. He's referring all this to what the heart of man the soil of our hearts do when the Word of God is sown into our hearts. And we need to always look and listen. And, and we'll, we'll see some things, I believe, today that will help us. I've prayed and I ask the Lord right now again to impart the truth, to engraft it into our hearts today. Let it not just be something we sit idly by and hear in the distance, but that we uh, allow... Uh, the truth to permeate in, in our hearts and we, we grab a hold of it and we keep it and we, we, we allow the, the Word of God sown to bring forth the fruit with patience, which is the fourth ground that we will discuss today called the good ground. And then we'll move on in uh, to some things that were written after that as Jesus continues His teaching on faith. And it's going to be, I believe, Profound as the Lord, the Spirit of truth offers us truth today. Let me say this before we get started too good this morning. The Holy Spirit does not just point to truth. The Holy Spirit, just as Jesus is the truth, the Holy Spirit is truth. 1 John chapter 5 tells us that. And he, he doesn't just point us to truth. He, he guides us. We have to follow his leading, just as the disciples of Jesus had to follow Jesus when he was here walking on the earth. We had, they had to follow him. We have to follow the leading of his spirit, following the spirit. He doesn't just point. He guides, He leads, we follow the Spirit. The Bible tells us that we learn to walk after the Spirit, to follow the Spirit, hallelujah. So, And He will only guide us into truth. And it's not until we learn the truth of God's Word that He will be able to guide us into the truth. It's, it's not just the Word of God. The Word of God is truth, but many times we hold it in an unrighteous context. Many times we, even as ministers, especially preachers, try to, try to use God's Word for our own private purposes. And I, I did it for years. I did it for years. As, and, 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 and thousands and thousands of preachers are doing it now. They're using God's Word in, in context for their own fleshly purposes that it was not written all with the guise of trying to help God's people. But the bread of deceit can never help God's people. Only the bread of life, and His name is Jesus, who is the truth, and the Word of God must always be in the light of Jesus, the Son of God, and who He is as the truth and what He did at Calvary so that truth can be applicable to our lives. Without faith in the cross, there is no applying the truth, guiding into the truth by the Holy Spirit of truth into our lives. We need to get back to the basics of Christianity. For there, my friend, you'll find the power of God. Watch now. In verse 8, Luke chapter 8, an other seed sown fell on good ground and sprang up 
and bear fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. And that's not talking about the, the flappy things on the side of our head. He's talking about those who have ears to hear, those who are really hearing in the heart. They're hearing in the heart. They're seeing the desperation of their own wicked and deceitful heart. You do know God spoke through Jeremiah and said the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. It's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Let me see, and I don't see that, but let me see. Uh, well, anyway, the heart, the heart is deceitfully, it's, it's deceitful above all things. Jeremiah said that. Now, I want, you, I want to stay here for a minute. The heart of man is deceitful above all things. No matter what you see that's deceitful, the heart can be more deceitful, is, not can be, is more deceitful than all things and is desperately wicked, Jeremiah said. Desperately wicked. We need to understand that. And I think I, think I have it here. I think I put it in my notes I didn't, but uh, anyway, Jeremiah said that. You can find it easily. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And then he says, and who can know it? Until we hear the gospel and are convicted by the Holy Spirit of our sinful state, wickedness, we, 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 we know we're sinners, but we just don't know the deceitfulness of it, the wickedness of it, the, the desperation of it until we hear the gospel which reveals the, the state we're in and the need for a Savior that's been offered. We've, and that is when Jesus came to this world, He's the living Word of God that was sown into this earth for men. And Jesus taught that. A seed by itself can't do anything. It has to be sown into the ground and die, him speaking of himself, that it might bring forth a harvest of fruit. And that's you and I, the believer. As Jesus, the living word of God, was sown in death at Calvary, we believe upon him. And now through faith in him, God brings many sons and daughters to glory. Hallelujah. That's good news. But watch this now. But that on the good ground are they, verse 15, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Unless there's fruit from hearing the word of God, and that being the fruits of righteousness, the fruits of that which we've heard, the fruit of the Spirit, then we may be claiming God's word, but unless it's the fruits of righteousness, which is always there to be seen, it's always there to be seen. If there's no fruit to be seen, then there's no faith there. Faith can be dead, and soon, maybe next Friday, we'll move into James chapter 2 and start talking about some very controversial things that are not controversial to us who look through the blood to see what faith is really all about. So you don't want to miss next week's broadcast when James is talking about that, that Abraham wasn't justified by faith alone, but his works justified. And we'll talk about that next week and the Lord will open up our eyes like never before and show you some things that you need to know so you won't be carried off by all these men, these, these ministers that don't understand Jesus and what he did at Calvary. They don't understand who he is and what he did at Calvary. Oh, they understand salvation, but they don't understand sanctification. If you don't understand that, most of the Bible is going to be out of context and misused. By us. I said I've been there for years. But thanks be to God, he's able to get those who will fear him back to 
the place where he can feed them and open their eyes even more so in the days ahead. Watch this now. This heart is described by Jesus as the heart that's good ground. It, listen, it's an honest and good heart. It's a noble heart. It's, it's a heart that realizes that it's wicked and it, it's deceitful above everything. That This heart realizes without this seed sown, I'll deceive my own self. Listen, James wrote that also, that th those who hear the word but don't do the word, he don't even bring the devil in. He says they deceive their own selves. I want you to get that. We don't need a devil to be deceived. If we are hearing the word and we're not doing the word, we, the Bible says, are deceiving our own selves. We're allowing our hearts that are deceitful above all to deceive us, the wickedness of our hearts, to, to rule and guide us. I want to say something this morning. May we never utter the words again with our lips to anyone that they just need to follow their heart. Follow your heart. We never need to say that again. Knowing that the heart is deceitful above all. And, the, and, and, and desperately wicked. And let me say this to the Christians, even after we're born again and we receive the new heart created in Christ Jesus, in righteousness and true holiness, we can still be carried away story after story in the new covenant, the born again children of God, Peter, in Galatians chapter 2, carried away through the lust of his own flesh, the fear of other men, carried away into a sinking boat of hypocrisy. It can happen to us if we don't continue to believe that seed sown, Jesus and what he did at Calvary, and all of God's words in their righteous context through the gospel. The gospel is what reveals the righteousness of God, not just initially, but all of God's words are in righteousness. We've used Romans 10 and 10 for exclusively the born-again experience, and wrongly so. It is describing the born-again experience that it's with the heart men believe unto righteousness, and then the mouth confesses unto salvation. But that is not exclusively a scripture that should be used for the born-again experience because all of God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. Please write it down and look at it after the broadcast. And his righteousness, which all his words are in the context of, his righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. We can't say this too much. We can never say this too much. And the ministers who are trying to make excuses as to why we're wrong, they're doing that to God, not us. We, we stand upon the Word of God. I, I don't have to defend the Word of God. It is there and has stood the trial through the ages. It defends itself. God defends Himself. Hallelujah. And they, they these are ministers who refused to become determined to know nothing other than Christ in Him crucified. These are ministers who refuse to just simply submit themselves to every word in its righteous context through faith in the blood, the only avenue through which God's words are revealed in their righteous context. And we need to remember that. But even after we're born again, we can be carried away if we don't remain in the place where we're receiving God's word in the righteous context, keeping it and bringing forth fruit with patience. It's going to take patience, my friend. There is not going to be fruit without patience. There's not going to be fruit without suffering. There's not going to be any gain of fruit without loss of something that was hindering the increase of what the Lord is able to do in our lives. I need to say that one more time. There is never a gain of what God, an increase of what the Lord is attempting to do in my life unless there is a loss of something that was hindering that gain, hindering that increase. That is what the Bible means when we're told we must decrease so that he can 
increase. That sounds good and it's true and it sounds spiritual to say, but it doesn't mean a thing unless we're in that experience. And that's a continuing, a continuation of receiving God's word with a noble heart, which is what honest and good heart means. It's good ground. It's, it's the ground that has received God's word and has the proof that it is keeping it. There's fruit. And it's going to take patience. It's going to take patience. There is no harvest and fruit of God's word being sown in our heart without patiently waiting for the moving of the Spirit and the guiding of the Spirit and the watering of the Holy Spirit, the tilling of our hearts continually by the Holy Spirit to show us more of the truth and to teach us the truth He's attempting to show us now. There are men, there are women, there are people in the church who just will not follow certain preachers unless they talk a certain way, unless it's somebody that's famously on television and, and lots of people have heard of them and they're not really, God's people aren't, they're not really looking for truth today. Their hearts are not desperate for truth today. They'll, they'll drive across country for some rodeo or a concert worldly or something, uh, a gun show, but they won't drive across town for a gospel meeting any longer. We're talking about a back slid in apostate church, uh, churches that are faithful to be in, in their church, uh, faithful to do whatever's going on in their walls. But, but, but they, they're, they're, listen, outside the walls, they don't carry their faith. We're talking about an apostate, backslidden church. Read the book of Revelation and the states the, the churches were found in in chapters 2 and 3 of the book of Revelation. Look at those. Those who care will look at those. Most Christians, the saddest part of, of Christianity today, I'm talking about among people who've been truly born again. The saddest thing is not the, the hardships we go through. The saddest thing among Christians today is that not that they don't know the way of the cross, the way of righteousness, the way of truth, here it is, the worst part of all is that when you try to tell God's people today, they don't want to know. That's painful. When you know the truth and others refuse to come along with you in that truth, that is one of the pain, most painful situations in a Christian's life. And... It's one of the biggest tests for us who are found in the way of the cross, which is the way of righteousness, which Peter called the holy commandment of the Lord in 2 Peter 2.21. I'll quote it this morning. It's a scary scripture that men will have to work hard and, and, and go to much Bible college to take away that which in this scripture I'll share with you causes men's hearts to tremble among the believers. They'll have to change it to, to cause the, the trembling to go away. It's better that we never knew. And that word know means have experienced. Better that we never knew the way of righteousness than to have known the holy commandment and have turned away from it. And that's what the gospel is. It is what God has offered all of humanity, but it's more than an offer. It's a command to the world. Believe and you will be free. But if you refuse to believe, you shall surely die. Remember the first commandment to Adam in the Garden of Eden? It wasn't God just showing up. God didn't just show up. The Bible says in Genesis 2.16, and the Lord God commanded the man. First words out of the mouth of God. All of God's words are commands, law, precepts, judgments. And the Lord God commanded the man. Here's the commandment. You are free to eat of all the trees in the garden. But don't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. That was a command 
commands of God come with promise and warnings. So let us not be among those in the church today that only want to hear the sweet little pick-me-ups every day. And those who are bringing the warning, we're not interested in. We're good. It's like most Christians, you ask, can I pray with you today about anything? No, I'm good. That's, that's words that can be interpreted. No, I don't have time for that. I'm, no, I don't, I, don't, oh, I don't want none of that. No, we say it in a nice, polite, mannerful way. No, I'm good. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's bearing witness with you, don't you? We've been there ourselves, and now we see it in others. It's painful to us. But the good ground is the heart that, oh, it receives the word. And don't forget the other grounds, the other three different types of hearts, the word was sown in them too. The word of God was sown in the other three types of hearts too. But this is the heart that the word of God is sown into. It's a noble and good heart. We're not good. We're not good. We're wicked and evil. What's the Bible talking about here? The heart that the gospel truth is sown into and they recognize their desperate state and their desperate need for this seed that is life. They believe upon this seed, this word that is life. That's what is and the only thing that is that allows God to call a heart a good and honest heart. If this were not the case, what I'm saying was not the case, then that means God created people with good and honest hearts and God created people with evil and desperately wicked hearts. But that's not the case. The Bible says we're all conceived in iniquity. We Listen, we don't show up and start doing works and then find ourselves condemned. We're condemned when we're birthed. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn man because man's already condemned. John chapter 3 tells us that. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn men. Men are already condemned. But when they're this good ground, this person who hears the gospel, the seed of God, the word of the truth of the gospel is sown into their hearts, they see their own wicked state. They see that what's being offered them is what they need. They grab it. They hold it. I can't let this go. That's what the Bible teaches. They hear the word. The other grounds, the other soil heard the word. But this heart, the good heart, hears the word and keeps it and wants to see and is desperate to see the fruit of this. They believe upon this word that there's going to be fruit of this. They believe the gospel. They believe that the fruit of what they're believing is going to take place. That's faith, my friend. And they're moved in the direction of being fruit bearers, and they're moved in the direction by the power of the Holy Spirit working patience in them. You have, first you have to hold the Word, keep the Word, and the, patient, the patience of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of patience in your life, you'll see the harvest of God's Word. This is not talking about a, a house and a car. This is talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The fruit of Christ that you are a believer. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, temperance, self-control, faith, the gifts, uh, the fruit of having the Holy Spirit at work in your life. Peter wrote that if these things be in you and abound, hallelujah, and if you're making sure you're calling an election, making sure that your heart is still good ground, then, then you'll never stumble, Peter said. You, you won't fall away if you're making sure you're calling an election, allowing these things that are written by Peter there to be added to your faith, added to your faith. We could teach on that too. The only thing God can add to is the faith he's given you. that He can't add to anything else. If there's going to be increase in my life, it's going to be through a good heart that continues to hear the word in its righteous context. Hallelujah. That means through faith in the blood and that there is a patience at work there. 
James said, let patience have her perfect work that we won't lack anything. That means we won't lack anything God is trying to do in and through us. Doesn't mean we won't ever lack funds. Doesn't mean we won't ever lack a, a place to stay. Look at the Apostle Paul who had faith and, 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 and was shipwrecked and beaten over and over and destitute and hungry and starving. And listen, faith was causing that to happen in his life. Hallelujah. But you won't lack lack the will of God taking place. Glory to God, that's good news. Oh, we're going to have to suffer because there's going to be tribulation. There's going to be persecution, but we go through it without lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. You need to go ahead and say that today with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack anything. God wants to change in me. God God wants to do through me. I'm more interested in God's good, acceptable, and perfect will than I, than I am in having everything I want to see come to pass. Oh, I need to be more interested. Even today, I need to have an increase in my own heart of being more interested and more discerning toward those things that are the will of God for my life instead of just what I want to see, just what I want, just what I'd like to have. I, I need to be increasing in the way of seeing more of Him in and through my life instead of just having a few moments where I declare that with tears. I need to be able to cling to the Word of God. Hallelujah. To see the fruit of the Word of God. To watch the Word of God prospering by the power of the Spirit of God in my life with patience. Being still again today and knowing that this salvation I've been given is the greatest thing that I could ever have and that God God, through this saving grace of His is working mightily to continue that good work He began. If I'll just keep that noble, that good and honest heart toward His Word in me and allow the Word of God to prosper. Not me prospering in the things materially, but His Word prospering in me. And those are the ones, my friend, that can go through any persecution, standing against all false things, not being ashamed of the gospel because God's word is prospering in them and they're not fearful of losing the material prosperity that they have been blessed to have, but they're more concerned about losing the power of Christ resting upon them. That's what happened to the Apostle Paul when he was crying out to the Lord, remove this thorn, remove this thorn, oh God, remove this thorn. Three times he cried out for the removal of that thorn and the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. My strength is made perfect in your weakness and Paul got a revelation of that. Paul got a revelation of that and said, okay then, oh hallelujah, then I I'll just glory <coughs> right here in my weakness, in my infirmities, in my struggles. I'll just glory in the midst of all of it because I'd rather <coughs> have the power of Christ resting on me than anything. Hallelujah. That's a heart that's keeping the word, allowing the word he's received to continue to prosper in him. But it's going to take patience. Paul could have said, like many Christians today are saying, you don't give me what I want, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm quitting. I'm not going to keep trusting in the word if I'm not seeing the fruit of the word. And what they're really talking about, and I've been there, is, is the fruit of what I want, the fruit of, of material things instead of just the will of God being carried out because there is where the fruit is. Hallelujah. Watch this now. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest heart and a good heart, having heard the word, they keep it. I mean keep the word. That don't mean you're saying it but you need to be. It means you're holding it in your heart. It's where you're keeping it. You're not letting the devil snatch it out. Remember, the only word the devil can't steal is the word you're keeping. And you don't, you don't keep it by declaring it with your lips. You keep it in your heart. It's with the heart men believe under righteousness. 
Not just initially for salvation, but let's say it again this morning because I love it. Proverbs 8 and 8, all of God's words are in righteousness. And His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17, you put that together with Proverbs 8 and 8 and you'll realize that if you try to use God's word out of its righteous context, meaning outside of looking through and trusting in Jesus' death at Calvary, you're going to be in trouble. Faith is not going to be that which comes. It'll be flesh that comes. And when flesh comes, flesh puffs up. And we'll throw the towel in eventually because we're not prospering under our own mindset. But let me tell you something. If we keep our faith planted in, in the place we were planted, which was the death of Jesus, then we'll be walking in a place where God's Word, His living Word, is prospering in our own hearts, bringing forth the fruit of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Watch this now. It's going to take patience. It's going to have to be patience. Patience. The writer of Hebrews says you got to stay patient. you got to keep your confidence. If you don't stay confident in what Christ did for you at Calvary, then you're going to lose confidence in what's written. Our confidence is in a man named Jesus and what he carried out for us in his death at Calvary. If that's where we keep our faith planted, then, then our confidence can remain in the written word of God that Jesus said is about him. It's all about him. And then we'll see the fruit of our Christ through faith, but it's going to take patience. And patience won't have her perfect work if we don't keep our confidence. The book of Hebrews tells us that. If we don't keep that strong confidence we were given at the born-again experience, I said, if we don't keep that strong confidence we were given, we obtained in the born-again experience and allow that confidence to grow stronger with patience, we'll eventually quit throwing the towel. And even if we still have some form, we'll become professional pretenders and smilers and hallelujah and thank you, Jesus, till we get away from everybody. But that's not true Christianity. We need to continue to draw close to the Lord with a true heart of faith in, in a true heart with the full assurance of faith. Hebrews 10, 22. We'll get to that later too. I can't wait to get there. It's going to be good. Hallelujah. But watch this now. Let's move on through the scriptures because now what we're going to see here is Jesus is describing the good ground that's received the word. He's describing the fruit of the heart that's the good ground heart that receives the word. Watch as we move through Jesus' teaching here. The good ground. No man, when he's lighted a candle, covers it with a vessel. No man, when he's believed the word of God, heard the word of God, and he's keeping the word of God, because that's what, listen, that's what lights the candle. The word candle here means lamp. And boy, we could really dig into this. The lamp of man is the spirit of man. Watch this now. No man when he's lighted a candle, no man when he's been lit up by the fire of this all-consuming God that we serve covers it with a vessel. The heart that's the good ground heart, hearing the word, keeping the word, allowing the word to bring forth fruit with patience, they're not going to cover it up with a vessel. They're not going to put it under the bed. They're not going to set it somewhere where it can't be seen, but they're going to put it on a candlestick that they which enter in may see the light. Others who are coming in are going to see the light. That they which enter in may see the light. Get that? Those that enter in, listen, when you gather with the saints, when you go to work and there are other saints there, do they see the lamp that's lit? Or have you put it under the bed? Have you put, covered it with a vessel? That's Christianity today. I'm not being ugly. I lived it for many years. Really, it's a scary thought, but I believe it to be true. Most Christians, I've been there, was really ashamed of being a Christian, ashamed of the gospel in the midst of everything everybody else is boasting in for us to step on the scene and begin to boast in the gospel to make our boast of nothing but the cross. 
Man, you step into any scene in this world with that confession and that declaration, your confidence will be attacked. <coughs> this faith you have will be attacked. I don't care who you are, where you are, and, and, and Christians know that. And that's why fear, fear, the fear of man instead of the fear of the Lord, the fear of man controls us as the church today. We don't give the testimony in the midst of darkness. The devil tells us, whispers into our ear and says, this is not the place. This is not church. This is not a church setting. This is not Sunday school. This is not the local church downtown you go to. This is where you work. You know, all these things. A man told me one time when I was on my job years ago and I was talking about the Lord, he said, what, what are you doing? What do you, this, what do you think this is? This is not Sunday school, man. I said, I know it. It's Tuesday school today. If they can talk about all their sin on the job, I can talk about the one that saved me from sin on the job. If they want to shut me up, they got to shut up their own selves. Glory to God. We need that boldness. The Bible says in Proverbs 28.1 that the righteous are as bold as a lion. That one scripture ought to go, wait a minute now. That ought to make me say and ask myself, where's my boldness? I believe in Christ. I've trusted in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Where's my boldness? Just because I am righteous in Christ doesn't mean I'm walking in the righteousness of Christ. Doesn't mean I'm bearing forth the fruits of his righteousness. Just because I'm declared by God to be alive in Christ doesn't mean I'm living in Christ. I can be alive in Christ as the church in Sardis was told, you got a name, you're alive, but you're dead. Think about it. I can be declared by God to be alive, dead to sin, alive in Christ, alive unto God in Christ. I'm alive in Christ. Doesn't mean I'm living in Christ. So when I hear scriptures such as Proverbs 28.1, that the righteous are as bold as a lion, and I can't find the boldness or the confidence on my job to share scripture, to share the joy that fills my heart, I must take a step back and listen. I must remain honest with myself. If I don't, if I don't maintain a good and honest heart, the word of God won't find a place of bearing fruit in my even heart after I've been born again. If I'm not honest with myself, I hear these scriptures. The, the, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And I'm righteous and I've trusted in Christ. Where's my boldness? Where's my boldness? Maybe my heart has moved into a, a heart that hears, but the seed of God's word falls by the wayside or maybe the thorns of the cares, the pleasures, and the riches of this life or the rocky place. I, I'm not allowing God's word to be watered with the word. I, 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 maybe I need to return to a place of the noble heart. Maybe I need to ask God to help me. Lord, I, I hear these scriptures. I'm, I'm convicted I, because the good and honest heart, when we hear the words of truth and conviction comes, we either find ourselves making excuses instead of repenting or repenting through that good and honest heart that realizes I need this word I'm hearing to be functioning in my life with fruit. But when we make excuses instead of repenting, dealing with conviction properly, which is being convinced I'm wrong or in great need and repenting and allowing the Holy Spirit. Listen, that's where the church is today. You bring the, the word of God into any scene among Christians who there's situations that are sinful there, immediately they will, like a puppet, speak on behalf of Satan and say, are you judging us? Simply when you offered the word of God. 
You didn't say I'm here to condemn you today and God's condemning you. You just simply put scripture, the word of life on the table and like puppets, we have in the past, hopefully pray God never again, but we like puppets allowed Satan to speak through us and say, are you judging us? You know the Bible says you are not to judge. And they, they know that verse, but they don't understand that verse is talking about you're not to condemn. And that's not what Christians are doing when they put the word of God forth. In its righteous context, of course, meaning the word of God in the context of Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Because that's where the judgment of God was manifest at Calvary, on Christ, for the sins of all the world. Hallelujah. Oh, this is good this morning. So when we present God's Word in its righteous context, that being the truth, it reveals Jesus, the righteous one, and His righteous work carried out for us at Calvary. Proverbs 12 and 17 says that. You need to write that along with Proverbs 8 and 8 and Romans 1, 16 and 17. Let's quote it this morning together. Proverbs 12 and 17. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. He that speaks truth, God's word in its context being righteousness will have a show of that righteousness. It'll be there to be seen. But that can't be seen except through Christ in his work of righteousness carried out at Calvary. So you can't separate it. And when you're trying to, you're working your way into a heart that's dishonest before God. Oh, you love the word, but you're not being honest. And maybe it's that you've never known what you're hearing today. But the good and honest heart doesn't care who he's hearing it from. It only matters if he's hearing the truth and he can find it in the Bible and see what's written there for himself and not just believe some man or woman somewhere because they got a big name. But their heart is a noble heart. A good heart, an honest heart that's received the word and they're keeping the word. They see the need for the word. They see the light of the word. They, they see the fruit of the word. And they desire more of that fruit. And with patience they watch the spirit of the word of truth in their lives working, bringing forth the fruit of righteousness. Hallelujah. Oh, what a treasure we have. What a treasure we have in these last few minutes of this period of time. Jesus called in Luke 21, 24, the time of the Gentiles. There's about to be any second now when that last Gentile in this period of time is saved, the trumpet sounds, and the church is with Christ in the heavenlies. The rapture, the Bible calls it, the, the, the snatching away, and we'll be with him during that great tribulation as the horrors take place on this earth the world has never seen or will ever see again after that, Jesus taught. That, my friend, is about to happen. And God is pouring out the truth of His Word in the most simplistic way it could ever be heard today. Not with big scholarly and theological words that men like to be known for speaking, but with the simplicity that's found in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Just old stinky fishermen, just old tax collectors, just ex-harlots, ex-drug addicts and drunks and thieves and robbers saved by the blood of Jesus, saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ now walking and remaining in that place called the simplicity of Christ. We don't need anything but Jesus and the Spirit of God who reveals the truth of Jesus, who is the living Word of God declared from the written Word of God throughout the ages. Hallelujah. He is our genesis, our beginning. 
He wasn't just there at the beginning. He declared himself to be, I am the beginning and I am the revelation. I am the ending. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm about to get stirred up in here this morning. I hope you are. I hope you'd share these teachings on your social media pages. I hope you would be allowed by the, it's the Lord's will that you share these teachings. I don't hesitate to say it. It's the Lord's will that you do more than like and comment but you hit that share button. It's not about me and you. It's about us together publishing God's word. Hallelujah. Are you, are you ashamed of the gospel? Ashamed of these new and precious truths you're hearing that's changing your life? Are you more worried about what people will think about you? Are more worried that they won't believe it? That has nothing to do with us. We are declarers of the truth. We are publishers of the truth. What happens after that is what the Holy Spirit's allowed to do through those who are receiving the truth. It's up to us to publish the Word of God. Watch now. Jesus is continuing here His teaching on the good ground. And what happens when the good ground, that heart that receives the word. Not just one time, but a heart that re receives the... If it had just been one time he's talking about here, he would have never had to use the word patience. Patience refers to something ongoing. I got to... With patience, I, I got to be patient here. I'm believing God. I'm trusting God. Noah had to build that ark day after day, year after year. Patience is the fruit of a good and honest heart that still believes the Word of God. Halfway through that 50, 60 years, Noah could have said, well, it ain't rained, but we're working way too hard. We, uh, we, we committed ourselves to this and it ain't rained yet. Forget it. Patience. Patience. <laughs> Noah kept banging those boards together, nailing those boards, tarring those boards together. It's going to rain because God said it was going to rain. There's a Savior because I see in the Word God sent a Savior. God's sending His Son back for me. I see it in the Word. I'm trusting the Word. Today I can bring forth fruit of my righteous King. Hallelujah. And I believe it and therefore I'm keeping the Word. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm allowing the Word to bear forth fruit in my own heart with patience. And let me repeat myself. If it would have been a one-time deal, then the word patience wouldn't have had to be used. Patience shows us this is something that's got to continue. We've got to keep being patient to see the fruit of God's Word. We've got to endure to the end to be saved. The Bible says, don't, don't change that. Don't change that to take away the trembling of heart that takes place when you read that. Oh, I've got to say something about that. I, I, uh, the Spirit of the Lord won't let me drop it. When there are things written in the Word of God that cause our hearts to tremble, that is God's intention. Don't run to men who... Who, who will tell you, well, let me tell you what that really means, okay? And, the, and they, they write new translations of the Bible. Whole denominations are birthed based, based on the changing of God's Word that removes its causing our hearts to tremble. Isaiah 66 Verses 1 through 5, the Bible there says, God says to us, I look upon the heart that trembles at my word. Do not believe something other than what's written there that's causing your heart to tremble. And much of what we read in the New Testament if we're, if we're trusting in, in, in doctrines and heresies of men that have taken away that trembling that takes place in our heart when we see the things that are written, and that's basically what most of the heresies are birthed in, looking for an avenue to remove that which causes our hearts to tremble. Our hearts are supposed to tremble at the Word of God in a proper manner. And we need to remember that. We're not to be scared of a God. He's our loving, 
patient, merciful, and gracious Heavenly Father who's invited His people constantly to come confidently to His throne of grace to, to obtain mercy and to find grace in every need that we have. We're not to be scared of Him, but we are to have a proper value of His worth. That is the fear of the Lord. And we are not to change the Word of God to remove the, the trembling of heart that takes place when we read certain things in the Scriptures. Hope you understand that today. Watch this now, verse 17. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hidden that shall not be known and come abroad. Now he's talking here about faith coming by hearing the Word of God. Those that say they have faith but no fruit, it's going to be manifest. Nothing is secret. If you've been lit by faith, but you put it under a basket, the Lord sees that. Watch. He's going to prove it. Watch verse 17. I'm going to read it again because you've got to have, you've got, your feet's got to be walking forward before you walk into verse 18. Watch. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hidden that shall not be known and come abroad. Take heed, therefore, take heed because of that, how you hear. How you hear. Let's, let's talk again. I, I, I'm running out of time, but how you hear. I described it earlier. If you hear Proverbs 28.1, that the righteous are as bold as a lion, competent as a lion, is in the forest. Lion ain't scared of nothing. And a Christian shouldn't be scared of anything in this world. Our fear is that before the Lord, not men. But most today, and I've been there, I now know what it's like to be tempted to be there again today, to live under the fear of man, what man thinks, what, what man might say, how man feels about my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. When, when I hear scriptures like that in others and, and see where I'm supposed to be walking, what I, I'm supposed to be partaking, and I'm not. Let me say it again today. If I give an excuse as to why I'm not there, then I'm actively involved in one of the first three types of soils referring to the heart that receives the word. Because the believed Word of God prospers in my heart. The believed and kept Word of God brings forth fruit, as we'll see next week. But, it, but it's with patience. Where are you today, my friend? Watch. Jesus says, take heed, therefore, how you hear. How, how you hear is the manner of heart you're hearing with. What type of soil is your heart made up of? For whosoever has... I love this. Not has a house, we'll get another house. The prosperity ministers of unrighteousness today are preaching. But Jesus said, whoever has, he's talking about hearing, whoever has and is keeping the word of God, to him shall be given. If you have, you're going to be given. And whoever has not, from him shall be taken even that which he seems to have, that which he started, that which fell into his heart initially, that's going to be taken. If we don't keep a good and honest heart, a repentant heart, seeing I'm supposed to be as bold as a lion. I'm supposed to be in a local church planted, flourishing in the courts of God. I'm supposed to be a man praying, believing God. I'm supposed to be bringing all the tithes and the, I'm supposed to be functioning. I'm not talking about to be saved. I'm talking about because we are saved. I'm talking about wherever the Word of God declares something for me, which is what my life should consist of looking for. Student of the Word, looking for, hearing the Word, looking for avenues to be more fruitful to my Lord because my fruitfulness and my faithfulness is only a reflection of His fruit bearing in me and through me and a, and a reflection of His faithfulness. Somebody said, Amen, glory to God, hallelujah. He's talking about here the good ground versus the other three bad grounds. Take heed how you hear 
For whosoever has the seed, the word of God, to him shall be given fruit with patience. And whosoever has not, oh, the word was sown in the heart, but whatever those purposes are, the other three grounds that didn't keep it, didn't allow it to bring forth fruit because they didn't believe it. They did it first, but again, I think one of the great illuminations of this hour broadcast today is what we said about patience. If it wasn't ongoing, that word wouldn't need to be used. But from him who has not, who has not the hearing of faith, the keeping of the word, from him shall be taken even that which he seemed to have. So it's not how you started, it's how you're going forward and how you finish. Amen. Time is up. I love you. Don't forget about the product online. You can get that coffee mug. We march on coffee mug. And for a gift of $50 or more, you can donate at thecrosswaychurch.com. Make sure you put your address in there and what you're after. Or you can just text the word give to the number 903-231-5950. Make sure you choose that product offer. And we'll mail it out as quick as possible. God bless you. I do love you. And I want you to know, I'm praying for all the soldiers of the cross who are following this ministry. We pray for you every day. I pray for you. All those that are attached to this ministry, wherever you are, whoever you are, if I see your name, if you give, if I see you posting on our ministry pages, if I see anything at all, your name, you're being prayed for. I'm believing God with you and for you to see the fruit of what he wants to do in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't forget to tune in Sunday morning at 10 a.m. live where we will be worshiping our faithful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ at Crossway Church, and you will be blessed in a major way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stay tuned, and until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.